What is a time your pet has genuinely surprised you? My cat once pounced on a poisonous snake that was moving towards my son. He pinned it down until one of us got to him and then let the snake go. Kitty got some extra nice tuna fish that night. As some people have commented, snakes are venomous, not poisonous. (laughs) Whatever. Gary doesn't care. He just saw something he could pounce on. I was doing some electrical work in an empty two-story industrial building. I bought my dog along because she likes running around, exploring, and chasing mice. Every so often, she'd take a break and come visit me working. I only had one electrical part left, a nut-like wire tensioner, and I showed it to my dog randomly and said, Go get it. The pile of these parts was downstairs in a 20-30 to room building on a pile of gear. My dog, who is crappy at even playing fetch, shows up five minutes later having identified the part I asked her for and bought me a new one. Now, at dinner parties, I always try to find two of the same objects and hide them somewhere in the house, and she always amazes guests by showing up with what I asked her. I've hired people who I send for a wrench and two hours later they return with pliers. Does your dog have a criminal record? And if not, does he have an updated resume? My favorite cat, now past, had many strange habits. He played with water in the sink, jumped in the shower when you were taking too long, jumped and left paw prints on the top of our walls, etc. But the one time he truly surprised me was nearly 16 years ago. I walked into my bedroom and found my wife crying and holding the cat. I asked her what was wrong and she started to explain. I was tired and decided to take a nap. Butterscotch jumped up, curled up with me and then started kneading my stomach. I didn't understand what she was getting at and told her so. She said that the last time he did that was when she was pregnant with our first daughter five years earlier, and he never did it since. She was convinced that he was trying to tell her that she was pregnant again, and she was crying because she was so happy. She had even made an appointment to get a pregnancy check. Turns out, yeah, four weeks pregnant. I miss that cat. He made it to over 20 years. Ah, cats, man. They can be really nasty little mean buttholes, but there are several in this collection of stories that exemplify what the best of them can be like. Related, the whole recording session is making me want to go and buy a whole bunch of pets. I posted this story a few months ago, but it's pretty typical of the interactions between my dog, a corgi Sheltie mix, and me. After eight years of things like this, there's very little that surprises me with him. A while back, I was playing fetch with him out at the lake. He was starting to get bored, so after getting the ball one time, he carried it with him behind a tree, dropped it, and then trotted back to me as if there had been no ball in the first place. I wanted to see what he'd do next, so I got the ball and threw it again. This time, he ran and got it, then proceeded to jump in the lake, swim out 20-30 to feet, drop the ball in the water, and swim back. Needless to say, this ended our game of fetch. We had a Jack Russell who would just play reverse fetch. My daughter had really proudly just taught him to fetch when he took the ball, trotted over to the patio railing, we live on the third floor apartment, and dropped it over the side. I went down to go get it, gave it back to him, and he went right back out and dropped it over the edge again. I live next to a mental health facility. I never really bought the idea that dogs could sense things in people, but when I got my Weimarana and took him for walks around the hospital grounds, he would act completely different when someone with a mental illness approached us versus a staff member. Even if they were a hundred feet away, he would stop playing and stand by my side if they were a patient. Weird. I had severe depression problems as a teen, and some days I wouldn't get out of bed. My lab at the time would come up, stick his nose under my arm, flip it up so it lands on him, or would bring his toy and drop it into my lap. The dog knew when I wasn't doing well, and did everything he could to make me active. We used to have a kitty that would go to work with my dad. He worked in a grain terminal where farmers would bring in their grain and they would put it onto train cars and send it out to wherever. Mills, etc. While dad was working, the kitty would be running around the place chasing mice or playing with the farmers when they came in. 
The phone rang off the hook around there. Almost every few minutes, the phone would ring and someone would answer it. If the secretary was out, one of the other guys would have to come in and answer it. I was just a young lad back then, but one day the phone was ringing and nobody was coming to answer it. The cat jumps onto the desk, flips the receiver off the base station so it's upside down, speaker and mic facing up, and starts meowing into it. I swear the farmer must have been confused as heck. When I asked my dad about it, he said that the kitty will let it ring four times before she hops up and answers it. I was blown away. Was a damn good kitty. I had a male cat named Stinky, and all the time I had him, approximately five years, he had never slept in the bed with my wife and me. I go on a business trip once, and the first day I'm gone, my wife is laying in bed reading, and Stinky actually jumps on the bed with her, and this is crucial, in the spot where I usually sleep. My wife is surprised, but keeps on reading. Stinky proceeds to roll onto his back and extend his wiener, making sure that the wife sees it. In conclusion, my cat waited for me to go out into town and try to seduce my wife. I think he owes you a dead bird for that one. Hamsters Mum had a litter, and after they went from little pinkies to little fuzzies, they would take turns in the wheel, two to three side by side, getting up speed, while the others would line up, yes, line up outside, and one by one grab onto the rim of the wheel, get lifted up and let go, to get flung to the other side of the cage, then get back in line. They also traded up runners from time to time. Some hamster democratic process. Some hamster democratic process. There's an analogy for America somewhere in here. Hamsters are funny little weirdos as is, and the prospect of a flying hamster circus only makes them seem cuter. Bless. We have a cat that never played with toys. She would watch the other cats play, and sometimes try to do it herself, but couldn't wrap her mind around bat the ball and chase it. She was pretty dumb in general. If you put a clear glass on the floor with milk in it, she would swat at the sides while the other cats would reach their paws in the top and get the milk. So I got a laser pointer and was playing with the other cats. After a while, the dumb cat showed up and I thought that maybe she would have fun with the red dot since she didn't understand other toys. I zipped the dot around the floor. She looked at it, followed it with her eyes, then walked to my feet, reached up and put her paw over the end of the pointer, blocking the laser. I have no idea if she understood or if it was a coincidence, but it really surprised me. You have a cat nerd. Doesn't really get sports or bars, but great with high-energy physics problems. Maybe your cat was just really smart instead of really dumb. Sees ball? Doesn't understand why hitting a ball over and over is fun. Sees laser dot? Goes to source and stops it. Sees milk glass? Tries to spill it over rather than drink it little by little. Mr. Energy Flow might be onto something here. Oh, my cat does the same thing. He'll first put his head in the glass, and if he can't get any water, he'll just knock it over. A glass is his first priority. He will skip his full bowl, walk right by it, to get on the computer desk and drink my near-empty water glass. After the third keyboard got destroyed, I replaced his bowl with a glass. Apparently, that's all he wanted. One of my cats kept meowing. I checked her food bowl, water bowl, litter box, and general health, and nothing seemed out of the ordinary. I gave her plenty of attention and playtime and went back to working on some homework. She continued meowing. Finally, I threw my arms up and to the side in frustration and said, What do you want? She looked me dead in the eye, raised her paws in the exact same exasperated way I had my arms raised. She was literally standing upright on two legs, holding out her paws like I had my arms, and made her best attempt to copy my speech by saying, before scuttling away. I was speechless and stunned for a good minute and relatively freaked out. I'd never had a cat mimic my behavior before. She's never done it again, despite my attempts to encourage it. My cat Dusty has a small cat door to go outside in the summer. 
Ducks regularly come into my yard and I feed them bread sometimes. Well, Dusty one night grabs the loaf of bread off the counter, takes it out of the cat door, then hides the bread in the bushes. He takes a piece of bread and puts it in an open area and waits in nearby bushes. He was trying to bait ducks with bread. Frickin' genius cat. I had to leave my dog alone for a couple of hours in the morning and the night before he had eaten something that didn't quite agree with his stomach. When I came back, he didn't greet me like he usually does, so I was suspicious. He couldn't get out of the house to poop, so he had to poop in the middle of the living room. I didn't yell at him, no point now. Plus, he knew it was wrong and he just couldn't hold it in. He hasn't done this since he was a pup three years ago. Well, I go to investigate and see that there's been a disturbance in the bathroom. The rug in front of the toilet was all thrown around and the toilet seat had scratches on it. I think my dog, after the many times he had seen me poop with the door open, decided that he needed to go there but didn't know how to use it, so he scratched the seat while trying and threw the rug around in anger of not being able to do it. Then he pooped on the carpet as a last resort. I had a lovable golden retriever whose name was Duncan. Like many dogs, he had a supreme sense of emotions of my family members, comforting us when we were sad, jumping around with us when we were excited. He really sensed how he felt and adapted to the situation, but lots of dogs do that, so that's not the surprising part. He had a sensitive stomach and often threw up despite our best efforts to feed him carefully and beneficially. My mom never scolded him for throwing up in the house, but he still felt extremely guilty whenever it happened. One day, he slowly came up next to me as I was doing homework. Glancing at him, I saw he had his mouth jammed shut and refused to open it for me. When I got out of my chair, he politely led me to the back door, signaling that he had to go outside. I quickly let him out, and after walking all the way across our deck and down the steps into the grass, he let loose the largest amount of vomit I've ever seen. He spent a solid 30 seconds emptying the contents of his stomach into a neat pile on our yard. Conclusion, after patiently storing vomit in his mouth for at least a full minute, my faithful dog politely led me outside, across our deck and into our yard, where he emptied all of his stomach contents in a neat pile so that my mom wouldn't have to clean up after him. It's been said many times by many people, but we don't deserve doggos. No other animal will put themselves through that amount of discomfort just to make us happy. When I was a kid, I had a cat that was a little odd. One day, my mother caught two teenage boys tormenting my cat along an alley that went along outside our house. She thought they were trying to cut the cat's tail off with a craft knife, so ran and kicked one of the boys away. My cat went to run off, but when it saw that the boy with the knife had turned on my mother, it went nuts, launched itself at the boy's face, and tore it to bits in a frenzy. Never heard of cats doing that kind of thing. I got my cat in college. He was very young when I got him and I was pretty much the only human he interacted with, so he was very attached to me. He loved to snuggle and purr and was never a biter. Anyway, I happened to have an eating disorder at the time and I would weigh myself several times a day. The weight would not be what I wanted and I would get upset. After a few weeks of having the cat, I went to go step on the scale. As I tried to step on it, the cat launched himself across the bed, tackled my calf and bit down very hard. He never did things like that. After that episode, he proceeded to bite and scratch me whenever I went for the scale. Apparently, his cat logic was, human girl steps on box, gets sad, and cries. I must make sure she never steps on the box. Funny thing is, this actually helped me get treatment for the problem. I was like, crap, even my cat knows I have a big problem here. I should get help. Anyway, today I'm happy and healthy. Thanks to the best cat ever. Six years ago, one of our two cats died, and my sister insisted that we cremate it and keep it in an urn. As soon as they'd placed the urn into a cabinet we had at home, our other cat sat in front of it making meowing noises that I'd never heard coming from a cat before, for like 20 minutes. I couldn't believe that our cat knew it was her sister and mourned like any other human. It was quite astonishing, really. 
When I was in high school, my family and I went to the feed store to get some supplies for our lawn and gardens. While there, we saw a brown bunny that someone had dropped off to sell. I begged and begged my dad for this rabbit. He said no. I came home a day or two later and there is the rabbit sitting in its cage on our coffee table. Apparently, my dad broke down and bought him. He was a great rabbit and very unusual in the fact that he thought he was a dog, always running around your feet when you came home. He would sit on the couch with my dad and eat ginger snaps and drink coffee with him. He always knew when you were sick. On the couch, he would jump up and just rest on your chest. We had him for 10 years and he died this past spring. My dad trained guard dogs in Vietnam and I have never seen him cry, not even at his own mother's funeral. But I'll be damned if that rabbit didn't affect my dad in such a way that he cried and said he lost a best friend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I was laying on my couch and wanted to turn the light off, but the switch was on the other side of the room. Within 10 seconds of me thinking that I wanted the light off, I crap you not, my cat comes flying out of nowhere, jumps and flicks the switch off. It was the craziest freaking thing, and to this day I wish someone had witnessed that with me. It was amazing. My cat is amazing. You know how outdoor cats will sometimes bring you presents like dead birds and mice? Well, our outdoor kitty brought us a ham and cheese sandwich. I have no idea where he found it. We had a golden retriever that thrived on escaping whenever the door was even a bit ajar, he'd take off and have day-long excursions, only to come back hours later with a huge grin on his face, and usually filthy from adventuring in the surrounding creeks and woodlands. If you ran after him, he'd troll the crap out of you and play chase games for up to an hour, before letting you put the leash back on. If you happened to find him while you were driving, he'd readily jump in the car with you, no hassle. One morning as my parents were getting ready for work, the dog bolted. They both had meetings to get to and would only be gone for a few hours, and we knew he'd be back in the afternoon, so they left. When we came back, we circled the neighborhood looking for him and found him taking center point in the street with a pack of five other neighborhood dogs traipsing after him. Fricker had formed a gang and he was the gosh-darned alpha. We pull up and scream for him to get in the car, which he readily does with a huge grin on his face as he slobbers and licks everyone. Business clothes be damned. Then, we take the long way around the neighborhood to get back to our house. By the time we do, all five of the dogs we just saw with him were waiting for him obediently in our driveway. We shooed them away. Later, we found out from the neighbors that our dog had run from yard to yard and freed the fenced-in dogs by nosing up the latches. Once this started, other neighbors had been warning each other of the mass exodus by telephone, but our dog was too fast. People then had to replace the latches with locks since our dog had taught the others how to jailbreak. The Great Dog Escape may go down as one of my favorite stories in this thread, and the fact that his liberated brethren gathered outside his house to protest his imprisonment is the cherry on the cake. I had a house rabbit named Serious that my parents rescued. 
She was going to be put down because her owners got evicted. She loved reggae and bassy music, and she used to lie still and purr along to it. She lived in my room for six months, and whenever I came home from school, she'd jump up and sit on my feet. She used to have these little wild fits and run around and do cartwheels. Then she died when my family was away on holiday, and the kennel kept her in the freezer. I have a big fat cat named Pete. The day my son came home from hospital, Pete decided that he was in charge of the baby. He would lay with him for hours, and as soon as the baby would start to stir, Pete would immediately come and find us. Pete would soothe, clean, and be the best babysitter in the world. Five years later, our cat still follows my son everywhere he goes. One more about Pete. My husband deployed for 15 months. The second he walked in the door, Pete ran like a gosh darn tiger and jumped straight for him. He refused to leave my hubby's lap for the next eight hours. In conclusion, my cat likes boys more than girls. I'd been overly affectionate with my guinea pig for months, but he bitterly ignored me. Recently, I decided to ignore him, seeing as my loving nature doesn't agree with him. Now the little butthole won't leave me alone, licks my face, my toes, popcorning, weird jump thing guinea pigs do when they're ecstatic, for joy when he sees me. God, he is such a butthole. Oh man, when my rat's popcorn, it is so cute. It happens when they're playing or if I give them something really tasty, like if I hand them a piece of chocolate. They cautiously take it with their mouth, then adjust the position of the food in their mouth to carry it easier, then bounce under the furniture to go and eat it. Their eyes get wider when they eat something tasty like, om nom nom, oh oh, wait, oh god, oh this is delicious. And they will also play a game with me, where they hop up on my back and walk around my hands and knees and stop by different furniture in the room. They will then hop off me, onto the bed, desk or whatever, sniff around and then hop back on my shoulder to go somewhere else. This repeats several times before they get bored. My dog is always the star at the dog beaches. He will literally get every dog there playing in one big group. The other people now know him as the party starter. One day, there was this really old, giant wolfhound of some kind, just a generally huge, shaggy dog, Mutt. My dog runs over and the owner warned me that her dog was really old and grumpy, so I tried to keep my little party animal away from the big dog. Well, my dog won't give up and keeps going over and trying to wrestle with this gigantic old dog, and eventually the old guy breaks down and started playing with my dog. I'm all laughing because this huge dog is literally putting my whole tiny dog in his mouth, and they're generally just wrestling away and having the best time, and I look up and the other dog's owner is crying. What's wrong? I ask. My dog has cancer and is getting put down shortly, and this is the happiest I've seen her in months. While all the other dogs were staying away from the big grump, my dog just rolls up to give this old timer one last tussle in the sand. It was truthfully one of the most amazing moments I've ever been a part of. It's something so simple, but I went outside with my girlfriend and saw one of my cats across the street that was excited to see us. He decided to make his way over to us, and since we lived on a big and busy street, I nervously watched as he approached the curb, but to my amazement, he turned his head to the left, then checked to his right, and happily pranced across the street. That little butthole just looked both ways before crossing. It was small, but it surprised me. My yellow lab would get offended at you if you talked crap about him or scolded him unjustly. Then you had to apologize to him to get him to quit sulking. As in, you actually had to go up to him and say, I'm sorry, Tucker, and pet him, or he would refuse to look at you. My dad would never apologize to the dog, so the dog would stay mad at him for days. It was hilarious. Once when I was a kid, I was sitting on my bed reading a book. My cat was in the room, and I had the door closed. The cat decided she wanted to get out of the room and started standing by the door and meowing to get my attention. I wanted to finish the chapter of the book off, so I just ignored her. 
She decided that wasn't good enough, so she jumped on the dresser right next to the door and immediately pushed a cup full of spare change off the dresser. She then stood stock still and stared at me. When I didn't get up and let her out, she pushed my watch off the dresser and stared at me again. She was basically saying to me, I know this bothers you and I'm going to keep knocking your crap on the ground until you open the door. My dog ejected a Celine Dion CD from the player whenever the fourth track came on. For the life of me, I can't remember the song, but when we discovered this, we had to see if it was an accident. For science! And by the third try, she gave us this look like we were torturing her. And it was Celine, so probably. My first dog was a psychotic Jack Russell by the name of Foxy. Foxy hated being indoors and would rather drag his bed to our garden to sit in the lawn, surrounded by six-foot fences. One day, a cat wandered along the top of the fence and the dog saw it. God only knows how, but he jumped to the top of the fence and headbutted the cat off it. That dog was a nutter. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.